Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City. And I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Today's guest on Keep Them Coming is J.B. Aviance, the owner and operator of the Kansas City Alternative Podcast Collective. But we talked about way more fun things than podcasting. Believe you me. While they have not been in the kinksing relatively very long, I would definitely give them the label of black kink activist at this point. JB is involved in several groups, including Casey Pioneers, Consent Kansas City, Black Kink Kansas City, and The Meat Locker. So we went through all those groups and talked about what, what all each of them does, because that's the thing about kink. No matter what you are into, there's probably a group out there who's got a whole lot of folks doing the same thing. They're learning from each other. They're building community. But speaking of community, that is something that we talked about. There are, no matter where you go, whether it's Kansas City or any other major city or, of course, in a small town, it can actually feel pretty exclusionary, even though there's all these groups available. I know in my conversations, if you are black, if you are non-binary, if you are bigger bodied, Sometimes those people haven't always felt welcome in some of the groups that are out there. Real talk, it's not about anybody wanting a seat at the table, at a table they're not welcome at. A lot of people would rather just make their own table. So we discussed some of the nuances around all that stuff. JB shared with me that they are still on their journey understanding what it is that they like. It's not about trying to adhere to any labels right now. It's simply about the exploration process. And one of the things they have definitely found that they like is leather. Hence, today's title of Leather Me Up. Whatever you may take away from this episode, I do hope that what you learn is that while there's still a lot of work to be done, especially to, I don't even wanna call it safe spaces. I just wanna say spaces where everyone is welcome or spaces where people who have been marginalized find community. There is a wonderful community out there. It's here in KC, it's out there in other communities as well. Sometimes it just takes a little time to find your people. JB noted that there are some things about the kink community that can be prohibitive or make black and brown people avoid the community, especially when it comes to the use of certain words, especially in the dominant submissive space, because sometimes people don't use the word submissive, they use the word slave. So we had a pretty frank conversation about how words matter. And here's what I'll say. Maybe I didn't even say this in the interview, but I'll say it to you, my listeners. But when it comes to that topic specifically, I think it's a prime example of how the words that have been used don't have to continue to be the words that we use. Just because that has been the label in the past doesn't mean it's 
the label we need to continue to use, especially when there's better words out there or equivalent words that can be utilized that don't hold such a charge for an entire community of people. I know you're going to love this conversation that I have with JB. I've absolutely loved my guests that I've had on so far for Kinktober and this the same goes for JB. JB's fucking fabulous. You'll love him. Rounding out the month. I'm not doing a class about kink this month. Uh, got several requests and I am going to be running my Clitoracy 102 class again. This time on Wednesday, October 27th at 8.30 p.m. You can get your tickets through Eventbrite. Go to my socials. Shoot me an email if you need a link for a ticket. It's Kristen at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com. Listeners of Keep Them Coming, you get a discount. Use KTC10, KTC10 at checkout to get 10% off. I'm also soon going to be announcing some group workshops that I'm running is starting the first of the year. If you would like me uh, to make sure that you are included in any email updates about that, any invitations for getting in on that, shoot me an email. Okay, on with the show. I am joined by someone that I met in person at a Why Not Wednesday during the pandemic. We were outside, but uh, we, we both sort of missed each other. We're trying, we've been trying to connect with each other for a while. And finally, my dear friend Vicky over there with Consent KC uh, did a podcast, a video podcast with JB recently. And I was like, Fuck, I got to get him on my show. So I just finally found you on Fat Life. So please, please come on, keep them coming. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, JB is the owner and operator of the Kansas City Alternative Podcast Collective. And also, I would I would definitely give them the label of Black Kink Activist at this point because of all the yes. work that, that he's out <laughs> doing. So, JB, tell us a little bit more about yourself and the work you're doing. And you know, we, we can get into some of the groups that you're active with and you know, we'll kind of break it open into a conversation as you're telling me some okay. of these things um so my name is jb and uh i am here i'm out here in kansas city i've mm-hmm. uh, been here for about 12 years and let's see the owner and operator of kcapc or kansas city alternative podcast collective and what we do is uh, we do a, a host of of shows basically on uh, social issues, uh, what we, you know, kink issues, mm-hmm. things that are happening in the community that I think don't get a highlight in, you know, what we would consider mainstream uh, media or even like local pod- Kansas City podcast media. Like, I mean, that's it, why I started my show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's giving, it's finding people who are doing interesting things in the community who wouldn't normally get the airtime. Uh, and, I've uh, quit recently quit my day job and said, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. And here we are. Uh, And it's been, it's been an amazing ride. It's been so much fun and still a baby in the community. Uh, I've been in the cake community for about, about two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first year I was very kind of uh, getting used to being able to say, Hey, I'm a kinkster. 
Mm-hmm. And then the second year was COVID. So it was like, uh, you know, Mother Nature and the universe was like, sit the can I cuss? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mother Nature and the universe was like, sit the fuck down. And so we <laughs> had to sit down. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like it was, while it was bad, because I didn't get a lot of experience, I learned a lot about myself and was able to kind of watch the community at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, in doing that, I made... Uh, some inroads with uh, a couple of existing groups and then I decided to to build one for myself uh, that's still building uh, it's still kind of being a thing yeah because I mean uh, to, to also say oh I'm trying to get involved with the kink community it's that's so broad like yes a lot of people especially when they come to me as a client and they're like okay I'm I'm into this thing but I've, I've only done it at home and where do I need to go to play? Or where's the, where's this kink community that I'm hearing about? I'm like, Oh, that's a broad, broad question. What are you into? Because (laughs) they're all like, and that was the big thing for me was trying to find out um, what I was into. I realized uh, at 38 years old, um, which I'm 40 now. So there's that. I'm 42. So Yay. 40 as well. 40 as well. Not 42 40 as well. I'm not going to. Yes. <laughs> I realized at 38 40. that like all of the sexual, you know, sexual experiences that I had ever had have always been, what does the other person want? Mm-hmm. What is the other person interested in? What do they like? And I never really got a chance to find out what I was interested in and what mm-hmm. I liked. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm going to do that. And so I had a good discussion with my partner uh, and my partner was, you know, that, that conversation took a little while to be like, Hey, these are the things that I want to try. And he was like, I'm not interested. Mm. And I was like, but I want to try these things, you know? And then that kind of moved into being open and, you know, and all of that stuff, because I wanted to be able to experience and learn for myself and he was like if that's what you want to do that's fine I'm just going to be here I'm just going to be on the couch watching the football game (laughs) be my vanilla self yeah it's great because it's I feel like I can the option is there to play Mm -hmm. whether whether I act on that is a different story Mm-hmm. but you know the option is there and I can always there's always someone to come home to yeah yeah who may or may not want to hear the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one thing uh my, my partner's not kinky we, we we do some light BDSM at home but he's not kinky uh the, the things that I like to do as a dominant he is not into so he has said I can definitely go when I want, I'm going to consent Kansas City's Halloween party. Yeah. Don't know whether or not I'll play. I may just like watch and hand out cards and hand out lube samples. But I will I'm coming. <laughs> I have a handful of Uber lube just for you then. Yes, I will be there. And actually, I think I can announce that I will be doing the hosting. Oh, lovely. Yay. Yes, so I will be hosting uh, the party and that's going to be lots and lots of fun. Um, well, I officially bought my ticket today. So I am coming. Yay. <laughs> that's so amazing and, and awesome. I think it's great that they're doing this and putting, like, getting back out there and doing things again. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Delta Burke is still 
you know, running around, but well, it's fine. Right. Uh, the, the drama queens are out there for sure. But, yeah. you know, sort of like Voldemort, we're not going to speak their names and give them any power. But oh, I was talking about the, the oh. COVID. I wasn't talking. Oh, about that Delta Burke. OK, I thought yes. we were talking about like drama queens who stir shit around town but we can get into that in a hot minute but not too deep but point yeah, being we'll, we'll, we'll there's skim on over yes there are but one thing you were talking about was how you know getting out there in the king community and trying to find these segments that represent the different things that you might be into like because it's one thing to be into leather it's another thing to be into kink some people think those completely overlap and they do not there's a venn diagram of overlap but they are not totally the same thing uh, you know just because you're into leather doesn't mean that you are into uh domination doesn't mean that you are into lots of them just point being there's overlap but there's like also them being black and being kinky and then there's being gay so like what are some of the groups that you have found in town so, okay, so I actually have a lot about this because one of the things in my journey was I was uh, quickly, after, you know, things shut down and life went crazy, um, it kind of, there was kind of this, this I feel like a grab bag of things that happened where, you know, you, you took the people that you were close to or that you were like, oh, they're really cool, and you snatched them up. And so I somehow ended up in uh, what I like to call the heavy hitters. Um, this is going and hanging out at the Black Dog uh, for like family, we called them family nights. And there was like, not, there was literally like those of us who said, okay, this is going to be our group. We're going to hang out. We're going to not see anyone else. It's going to be a, a, a closed, closed group. Mm-hmm. And, but all of these people were like, really big into like they had done the things and I was like I'm just now here and don't even know if this is the thing that I'm interested in right yeah because Mistress Elliot's the owner of the black dog and she's experienced she's she's experienced two of the best good boys in town I it's funny I I actually threw weighted balls at one of their testicles before I actually shook their hand and met them in person so yeah yeah that's just how it is sometimes and so it was (laughs) there was a little bit of uh, of tension because I would be like my my first instinct whenever someone says something new or brings something up is to be like "Uh uh-uh because it's it's so far out from what I've experienced you know that it was like although it was interesting in my head it was like, nope, nope, no, no, no. So they're like, well, why are you here? It's funny. That's your default, right? Like yeah, socialization like, told you, but if there's discomfort, it's a no. Right. And so it's like, no, 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 no. So they would ask me to do things and I would be like, ah. And so finally they're like, why, why are you here? Like, if you're not going to do things, why are you here? And I was like, because I'm trying to figure out what I'm interested in. And like, I'm new. This is all really new to me. So mm-hmm. I need to really kind of get in and like, I'm the type, I want to sit back and watch and see how things yes, go. Because I want to know mm-hmm. all the ways this can go wrong. Because if it's going to go wrong, 
I'm the person it's going to happen to. <laughs> or all the ways it can go incredibly right and where it looks like that. fun. <laughs> best case scenario, JB, you got to think best case scenario. What's going to be like incredibly pleasurable? But yes, that's, knowing that's the risks I'm, is important. I'm learning that now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting into that now. Like it could, doesn't always have to go wrong. It can, things can go right sometimes. But mm-hmm. it was a lot of trying to, you know, figure that out and they're like you know why are you here what are you doing and that kind of brought me to this idea that like kink and bdsm aren't necessarily bdsm is a part of kink Mm -hmm. and if you don't like i don't necessarily have a high pain pain tolerance i know that so if you know i love a flogger now and but like you can't whip me (laughs) You know, you can't just be like those are in those. It's learning what my limits are and the things that I'm like, I like this. I don't. One of the things that apparently people are like, I can't believe you did this. And I was like, I would do this all the time. It's fire play. I love oh, it. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so much fun. I will. It's a totally different burn. sensation. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. And it was the first scene. Shout out to Sir Athens. You're amazing and mm. wonderful. Um, he did my first fireplace scene and I'm like, I love it. Completely hooked. We'll do uh-huh. it anytime anyone said or anyone that I know yes. Yes. says, let's play do some fireplace. If I know you can do it, then yes, the answer is yes. Um and apparently that's one of the more extreme things. And I'm like, I don't by whose measure? I mean, technically, it's dangerous. Well, you have definitely some safety concerns to keep in mind. You've got to yes. have like a clear area. You know, got to. You probably wore a, a hood of some sort to make sure your hair was protected, right? Um, it's not like they've got a bunch of flammable blankets laying around. There wasn't stuff above you that could easily catch fire, probably. right? So, yeah, I mean, I think that within a safety capacity. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you need to do to make sure you're safe in the moment. But once those things are taken care of, I kind of see it as when the person knows what they're doing, there's not a lot that can go wrong. True. I think things go wrong when you're not experienced enough. You haven't learned enough about how, how, okay. In this case, this is definitely something that you should know where things can go wrong. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> that is you know, definitely think about, think about it was definitely the... one of those things where it was I was I was nervous and scared the first time and uh but the second time I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. Let's just do it. This is fine. I don't care. You know, like that because I had already experienced it, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, let's do all of the things. Get the fire flogger out, get the, you know, and I was able to say, okay, I really like this and I really like this and I really like this. But this thing here with the sparklers, I don't like that. And so yeah. I don't want to do that again. Ooh, like sparklers, like 4th of July sparklers? Yeah. I just, <gasps> so I'm a pyro a little bit. I think that I, I actually, and I've met Sir Athens, so I'm definitely going to tap him on the shoulder one day and be like, okay, so I would really like to try this. Like, so let's do it. So here's the thing. Um, stingy and thuddy. I'm a thuddy, I'm a thuddy girl. Mm-hmm. I've realized that I'm not a stingy takes me to I love the stingy stingy takes me to a dark place <laughs> give me the whips give me the foggers give me the canes yeah the the funny stuff though I have a hard time with because I broke my tailbone a few years ago so it's more just like 
chronic pain kind of prevents me from doing the thuddy stuff. Got I, like, it. I like a good hand squat. It's good. I can handle a light paddle, but yeah. I'm a, a um, Doc. I don't know if you've met Doc yet, but he, I have met Doc. Doc's wonderful. He's an old friend of mine. We've known each other since like middle school. <laughs> nice. Uh, but Doc is who I played out my first scene with. And he's, he is an experienced Dom. And I, okay, here's my thing about fat life. I keep, and we can get into some fat life stuff. Oof. I keep finding, I'm getting messages from people that I look at them. I look at their profile and they're talking about like them being a Dom. I just look at their pictures. And I'm like, right. I'm a brat. Same. If you're going to dominate me, you better look like you're in, you are in charge of doc. I look at him. I'm like, you're in charge. Like there's just something about his energy that he brings. Even just looking at him. I'm like, yes, I respect him as a Dom. So anyway, he gave me this, those... he gave me the, the singy stuff. And I fucking loved it. You're like, I always look at Fat Life and go, are you a Dom or a douchebag? Yeah. Because yeah. I think there are, so as a, as a brat, and I mean a hard core brat, which is partially why no is always the first step. <laughs> I see it now. I see it now. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, for I, I used to say, you're going to have to have a strong personality to, to dom me because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And the answer to not going to do is everything that you just said. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, as I kind of go through looking at profiles from people who are doms, you know, mainly men, um, and mm -hmm. they are like, oh, this, this, I'm like, mm, are you a dumb or are you a douchebag? Yeah. Because your, your words say dumb, but all of your profile says douchebag. And that's fine. I haven't even made it to most of their profiles. This is just from the messages that they sent me. A guy sent me this really long, like, I, I skimmed it. And he was, of course, talking about wanting to dominate me, which I'm like, you did not read my profile. Okay. Reading and is fundamental. so just to be the absolute brattiest bitch I could possibly be after he had this paragraph after paragraph after paragraph was no, thank you. Period. Send. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even, I, I won't see. I won't ignore that shit. I will say no. The way I, that my the way that my brat is set up is I would have gone back and like tried to match word for word how many words, all of which to say, and I say all of that to say, you didn't read my profile or you would have never sent me this message. That now takes effort. Wasted, I don't have enough time. <laughs> now that now that you've wasted the, the same amount of time that I wasted reading this, no thank you. I, yeah, I'm, I am on FetLife to make connections with wonderful people in the community. I'm not looking for any play partners right now. When I am, you will know it, folks. Right. Like, closed, closed off right now. But one day. One day. Because we're still in a pandemic. Yes, exactly. There's exactly. still a whole panorama TV outside. <laughs> I love, okay. Sorry that I missed your first like joke about referencing the panini, <laughs> but you know, we got Deltaberg. <laughs> I listen, I have a I've got I got them all in the chamber. I love it. Uh okay, so I think we kind of we talked about consent Kansas City, mm -hmm. um, which folks you can find on FetLife at consent underscore Casey. We mentioned the Halloween party too, which you can yes. find tickets and for that online as well. So I got into the how I got into the kink community um, is actually through the furries. 
So Ooh. not a furry. Ooh, okay. But you like knew a furry but or I'm not a furry, but I am furry adjacent. Uh, okay, I would like to meet some furries. So we'll we'll also talk about we'll, that on we'll, side, we'll side thing. That. Yes, I, I want to meet um, some furries. I want to talk to furries. I became friends with one of my best friends uh, for don't do this computer. One of my best friends was a uh, is a furry. And okay. through him, I met some of his friends and they all kind of adopted me. And they're like, let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's do this. And um, through them, I met uh, Bucket. Okay. And uh, Bucket was like, you need to come and hang out at CKC and blah, 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 this and through that. So that's how I got into the community. And um, being in and being with CKC is how that I met LNBR from uh, BKKC, which is Black King, Kansas City. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an amazing organization uh, or amazing group. What they do is they are focused on getting uh, people of color and allies together. And they do munches. I think they have a munch coming up on the 15th. Uh, there's, I would have to get you more information on that. I can do that in just a second. I would love that. Uh, uh, Although this won't air until next week. So, oh, okay. So then it happened, <laughs> <laughs> but how could they find out when the next black kink Kansas city munch is? Uh, on fat life is BKKC. Okay. Um, just type in BKKC and it'll pop up. It's right there. Uh, okay. LNBR are amazing. They are my, we have, uh, we've done events together. We did a Juneteenth event together uh, with their group. Lovely. And then my group, uh, the Meat Locker, which is a men's, uh, a men's group. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we I've heard of Meat together. Locker from Vicky. Yes. Uh, and we partnered together to do this Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth event. And it was amazing and so much fun. Cool. Uh, I got to do wax play on a woman, which was like, okay, I enjoy <laughs> this a little bit still gay <laughs> i enjoy this this is fun um you know and then my group the meat locker is it's a men's group uh with the aims to break the cycle break that stigma of men who play with men are automatically gay mm -hmm. um, mm. and uh so i have people of all sexualities that are in it it's one of the the biggest thing you have to be male there are a couple of women that are in there because one of the things i realize is that when you put a bunch of men together they won't talk um <laughs> but if you add one woman to the bunch all of a sudden it's chatter 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 can't get them to stop and can they be male identifying it's male identifying okay um and it's male identifying uh peoples who you know seen with other male identifying peoples and, you know, so there, there are people who consider themselves heterosexual all the way to people who consider themselves all the way gay. And we just talk. And it's, it's one of the things that I uh, noticed in the community is whenever, you know, you had these groups with of these other kink groups that were about, you know, growth and being better people and, you know, connecting and building friendships and those relationships but with when it came to like men's groups, it was like, do you want to fuck? <laughs> and it was like, okay, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but can I also, learn your name first? And like, what are you into? What are you into? What's what are your interests? How's your mental health doing? You know, things like that. Uh, and so I said, 
I, I, I definitely, the, the sexual aspect is definitely there. And there's mm-hmm. definitely the, if you want to talk dirty shit, there's a place for dirty shit. If you want to post nudes, you can post all the nudes you want. But we also have things like, how's your mental health doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how are Good. you doing on your, you know, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to get healthy? Let's figure out ways that we can get healthy. Let's figure out ways we can grow together. And so that was my thing. Like, I didn't see that space. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? I actually talked to Vicky and Vicky, I was like, we need this, we need this thing. And she was like, do it then. And I'm like, but I'm new and I don't <laughs> know anyone. And I don't understand, like, what? You mean you put forth the idea and didn't expect to be told, like, fine, go do it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And isn't that so the shit then, part about right now is like all of us are like, we need to do this. People are like, cool, do it. And we're like, but, but, but I just, I just wanted to float the idea out there and get other people to run with it. Yeah. Like, do people I look like a doer? <laughs> not That's my now, problem. Like, I'm not an executor. I'm thinking now we, there are several things I feel like we need in this community, but all I want to do is ideate. I don't want to actually execute because I'm not good at executing sometimes. Sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm also not well funded. Like, I'm self funded, yo. <laughs> listen, broke. I don't know if you know this, but like, I can't just go put on a, an event because that costs money. And you know what I don't have? Money. Money. <laughs> Give to the Same Patreon booth. <laughs> Same Z's. But, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things that is, it's rewarding to, you know, right now there's like uh, 40 or 50 people mm-hmm. that are in the discord group. Cause that's mainly on discord. Okay. And um, there's quiet, there, there are moments where it's quiet. And then there are moments when it's really active and people are like, I'm interested in knowing in these things. And it's really kind of cool to have uh, everybody kind of on and, in you know, and, and discussing things. And, and one of my, one of my best friends, I'm going to give him a little shout out. I'm not going to say his name. I call him Zesty Straight. Um, We have been friends since 2004 and he was always like my straight friend. And, you Uh know, now that like, we've had this, we've been in this discord together. I'm learning that maybe he's not as straight as he propounded himself to be and like yeah. so we've been having really interesting and in-depth conversations yeah which was like validating to me that this is the reason why this group exists yes like, to have those places where men can just go and like kind of let the walls down and the bravado and the man and be like yeah i like it and i like a toy in the butt sometimes that's fine it's cool you know yeah i look at a man and go I mean, it's kind of sexy and that's cool. You know, yeah, if there was a man right here, I'd play and that's fine. I'm like, cool. Or, or that man knows what he's doing and I could play out this scene I've had the fantasy about with this person that happens to be a man. Exactly. Like, I think that, yeah, the idea that <sighs> there's so many double standards when it comes to genders and identities and sexuality and all that stuff when it comes to playtime yes i cannot tell you how many times i've had the conversation i mean even just talking about sex 
where a couple is okay with opening their relationship, but the man is only fine. This heterosexual couple, the man's only okay with his female partner going and playing with another female, but not okay with her going and playing and having sex with another man. Right. Okay. So that's one aspect of it. Then there's the aspect of his wife can go play with another woman and not be considered gay. Maybe they'll call her bi or bi adjacent or just, you know, heteroflexible. Mm -hmm. However, the second a male goes and even, even thinks about going and playing at a scene or having any sexual interaction with a dude, it's just that he's gay. Yep. There's not even a stop off on bisexual. I mean, how many jokes are there out there about, oh, bisexual dude? Yeah, right. You're just like one good dick away from going full on gay. Yeah, it's, I always There's, say that a, a straight man can't get within three feet of another penis. And then like a, or less alarm, and then alarm bells are going off. And it's like, oh, my God, we're all going to like, like it's a high alert uh-huh. because, you know, you, they can't you can't even be you can't even eat rainbow colored cereal. Like, you know, it's like the, the rules. I could never be a straight man because the rules for heterosexuality are just so hard for a man. Like, it's like, I can't like to put lotion on because having smooth skin makes you gay. You know, oh. it's. Oh my God. I did a TikTok post about anal play and licking booty and basically a guy put up a thing with the this chick with long ass nails was like if her nails like this her booty stink and i was like i've had my face around multiple genders genitalia and i can tell you that only two dudes have been clean enough for me to lick their butthole and the string of comments on this viral video was all like yeah every dude that thinks cleaning their butthole makes them gay okay. yeah yeah i mean I've, <laughs> I've heard that like just as kind of a, a joke but literally, literally, of people think having a clean asshole that. makes you gay. Like, first of all, sir, no, it just means that you clean your at like you're a clean person. You have good hygiene. You have good hygiene. We haven't even gotten into the guys that think that if a finger or a toy goes up their asshole, that it's saying something about their orientation. There is a full set of nerves in the butthole. Yes. It's the only genderless hole we have besides a mouth. Right. It's just nerve endings. It's just a hole. And it feels good to put things in our holes. What other than our eyeball? This isn't really a hole. No, this is a close. This is closed. Maybe your nose too, because everyone likes to breathe. Yeah. Like holes feel good to put things in usually. Even kids like, you know, doing this. Sometimes it feels good to pick your nose. Sometimes it feels good to scratch your inside your ear, even though you shouldn't put your finger in there. But put your finger in it, but it does feel good to be like. Yeah, it's kind of fun to put things in holes. You just got to be careful what it is. It's just yeah, but it's <laughs> and I'm like, fine. Like if you don't want to put anything up there, fine. You know, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. I get it. But like, don't shame somebody else for what they want to do. Like just because you've not experienced the pleasure of an anal orgasm does not mean that you should shame someone else because they know what it or what it feels Bingo. like to have a prostate orgasm. Yes, it says nothing about your orientation. Your gen- nothing. Thing. It just says that you have enjoyed that as a form of pleasure. That's it. Here and is not everybody likes it, sure, but don't avoid it under the guise of thinking that it says something about you and your sexuality. Right. I've, I, my, I, I, I do something I call the gay test. Mm-hmm. And the gay test is oh, so you did this action. Cool. 
Was that action with a man or a woman? Oh, I did it with a woman. You failed the gay test. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not gay. It's like, it's inherently, actions aren't inherently gay. Yes. Oh, I did that with a man. Okay, cool. Then that's gay. That's a little <laughs> gay. But like, maybe we, then we've got other questions. You know, were you... Were you sexually attracted and wanted to bang this man? Like, did it? Did this man make your dick, your dick hard? Well, no, but it seemed like it was fun at the time. And, you know, do you want to date this man? No. Okay. Well, then maybe not really gay. Maybe you're just bi and it was maybe just about just the experience. Maybe you just wanted to try something out. Like, I... I, I did... I was a phone sex operator for a summer. I love it. And I was terrible at it, but only because you have to like switch characters with every caller. Okay. But the most fun I had on calls were people that just called, they were mostly guys. They called in for advice. And this one young man called in saying that he had fooled around with his older gay neighbor and he was dating a girl and just asking like, does this make me gay? And I was like, one experience doesn't necessarily say something about your orientation. And what I would say is give yourself a little freedom and a little time a little to grace. simply explore like maybe it was just about that person maybe it was about the dick but you don't have to make any decisions about what labels to place upon yourself right now until you go out and have some more experiences maybe you're gonna, like yeah maybe you're gonna you, you like both like, you, you like anything and everything here. yep there you go and i think that it's what one of the things i think i've said this before I could go out and you could line six women or 60 women right in front and be like, you got to fuck every single one of them. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'll work my way down the line at, at the, at the end of that 60th woman, I'm still going to be gay <laughs> because yeah. I'm still going to be like, where's the dick? Mm -hmm. All that was fine. Cool. But Where's the dick? Because that's what I'm here for. I would probably say that after 60 ladies too. I'm bi, but I would, I love dick. I love dick. Like it's, I, I love, I love dick. The only reason everyone doesn't love dick is because they haven't experienced it. <laughs> and that's not, that's not to, that to my lesbians. That's not, I'm not talking about y'all. I, yeah, penis is just, there's a reason I teach a cock worshiping workshop. I just, Ooh. I love dick. I love I being on it. Sucking it. Class. I, I, I'm not using the class as a way to teach specific techniques, although I do give a few. It is more about teaching people about an attitude. And, and plus, like, not every technique is going to be right for every penis. So I'm trying to teach more about attitudes and concepts. <laughs> and how to give a great blow job rather than hold it this way, do this thing with your tongue and then, you know, treat it like a shape weight for 20 seconds. Like, oh, oh, not oh, that, oh, oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like the, there are definitely Sorry. things I think are fun to do, but I don't necessarily talk about them because right. it's what my partner likes, but not every partner I've had likes it. So I think that's the thing too, is just figuring out through exploration exploration and experiences watching it could be about being a voyeur too to see like ooh, 
I I liked watching that. That looked fun. Yeah. And then you want to try it for yourself, but you got to get out there and see what you can see before you know what you're going to like. I have, I have realized I do have a bit of voyeur in me. Like Mm -hmm. there is this, this thing that's like, I love watching you. I like watching straight sex because it's like, I don't like it. Like it's funny in my porn. I don't like it. Like if there's a porn, just give me all, all dudes all the time. Like Mm -hmm. all dudes all the time. But like, if I'm like in person, Watching straight sex is so interesting to me because I'm like, I can tell when she's interested and when she is not. Like, I can just see it in the face. And I'm like, he doesn't even care. But I'm like, mm. she's like, I'm bored and I'd like to be doing my taxes right now. <laughs> like, I can see it. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh. You ever seen two women go at it? I have. Mm-hmm. How was their uh, enthusiasm? It depends. It's usually for the show of a, like what I've noticed is, and it's usually for the show of another man. So they're not super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, mm, this is about the dick over there. And that's. Yeah. No, I, watching two girls that are like super into each other, go at it. It's fucking hot. It really is. When they, I you can, just like see that, like kind of like chemistry of like grabbiness and like, they're just like all like, on each other that's I have when said i find that, it hot primal play gay, with two chicks is hot to me gay either either lesbian or male or women or men, men no matter what gay sex is a little more primal um there's a little bit more it's a little more like i am here to destroy your holes <laughs> like I want to make them mine as opposed to like, you know, like straight sex can be, in my opinion, I'm sure it's exciting for the people who are in it, but I'm like, sometimes, huh? Sometimes. sometimes. sometimes I'm like, <laughs> this can be, it's fun to watch for the, 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 the voyeur factor, but I'm like, I feel like I'd be bored. Like, okay, cool. JB, this is why I have a job. but speaking of that speaking of jobs all that stuff let's take a quick break real quick and uh then we i wanted there were a few things that i wanted to ask you about and follow up on especially when it comes to being a black man a queer black man in this space and just uh, let's have some real conversations about race and kink and shit like that let's do it okay okay It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. And we're back. I am joined by JB, who um, I am looking forward to getting to know in person a lot better, especially (laughs) once we hang out at the Consent KC Halloween party at the end of the month. Yes. Uh, but JB is a black kink activist, uh, amongst many other things that that they're doing out in the world. There were a couple of things that you you talked about in the first segment that I, I want to kind of rewind back to a little bit. And then you know, there's some other things that we have yet to get to when it comes to talking about the kink scene in this city. Um, so with the meat locker, you mm-hmm. know, you talked about how that is. 
men that play scenes with other males. Yeah. Not, again, not necessarily saying something about uh, their orientation and things like that, but uh, and that you've been doing some joint uh, get-togethers with Black Kink Kansas City. So yes. I'm curious, where where are you all getting together right now? Um, right now we are we're mainly getting together and doing things at uh, Why Not Wednesday. Okay. Uh, which is the CKC uh, event. That's how we kind of, that's the hub. I like to call that uh, the lunchroom of, of kink. Okay. And that is the one place that when my clients come in and they know nothing about kink in Kansas city, they know about why not Wednesday at yes. rhythm and booze. <laughs> yes. it it's been a staple. Room. I think <laughs> it's, it's where you go to find the people to do the things mm-hmm. and where they're doing the things at. And, um, so we're doing that and we do, uh, we do munches mm-hmm. and, uh, as a matter of fact, the meat locker is going to do, I was going to do one this year, but you know, again, we're in the middle of a Panda Express. And so we had to wait. And, but next year we're going to do our first official meat locker munch. Um, Black King Kansas City tries to do a month, a munch every month. Uh, and, uh, we always, there's always a presence of for meat locker there, I try to have anytime I hear about something that's going on, uh, I try to show up and be like, hey, here's my group. You should also join if you, you know, it's always one of those weird things because you're like, here's my group. Are you, you know, are you a man? Yes. Do you, are you open to seeing and play with other men? Like, that's a weird question to ask. Yeah. Because you're like, you're like no, it's not like you should. No, no, that's not it. Like, it's, but, you know, in order to find people to do it, there, there have been people that I've been like, that have been like, well, I'll check it out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I know that look. Trust me, as a sex coach, giving people my info, I know that fucking look where it's the like, oh, well, maybe my friend might be interested. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. friend. I'll hear from okay, you by friend. email three days later. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such an interesting thing to just like kind of watch and see people's evolution in it. And uh, there are people who I would have never thought like they they they're like I'm a manly man and blah blah blah, and I like to wear lumberjack boots and eat you know tostitos. I don't know testosterone with a big T. Yeah, like but and they're like yeah, but I'm. I also like playing with men and doing, you know, and having that open that space to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to start doing those uh, coming up here soon. Uh, like I said, it's mainly been an online thing because COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're moving in that direction. Uh, and then uh, it's just everything is kind of getting back up and running. And that's, yeah. I think, the thing that's that's cool in this moment here with something that's new and bringing things uh, out is because we're all kind of being like, oh, we've just spent a year and a half in the house and let's go do and try all the things. Yeah. People are dying to get out of the house and play out scenes. I know that for a fact. I've had more questions lately about where can I buy gear locally to the point where I'm writing an article. My next column for the pitch is going to be about where you can get local leather gear and stuff. M-City. Yes, but that's one of them. Yes, that yeah. I've interviewed. M-City is one. I did red hair leather and then sensual steel for implements and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I said, uh, shout out to Aaron Barbie on M City at M City because he did my leathers and oh, yeah? they are fucking gorgeous. I don't even know if I have one. I do have one. I, you can't see it anyway. It's black, but the stitching is all rainbow. Oh, and you cute. Mat- they matched the colors on each side. It's amazing. That's, That's some great skill. work. That's some skill for sure. Um, yes, they will be highlighted. They will be featured in that article. Um, but then also just there are queer people in this community that when they have tried to get out and play, they don't feel welcome. They don't see themselves amongst the crowd. And, and Absolutely. I mean, when I tried to get out and play at first, I felt some of that discomfort of not feeling welcome. And I wasn't sure if it was if it was me or if it was the, the, the newbie energy, you know, but it wasn't until I went and uh, played with my friend Doc that I really felt welcome. So, well, I think uh, that it's as a, because I, as a queer person, as a queer black individual, um, I definitely felt that when I first started coming out, I was like, where are the people who look like me? Mm-hmm. Um, where are the people who, who are, you know, who, who give the same energy that I give, you know, yeah. it's, and there are yeah. certain things and I, and, and I'm just going to keep it real. There are certain things that are, that are in the black experience and in the queer experience that, that have to be preserved, even in those kinky spaces. Um, and we can get into the full conversation about the, the, the term master slave, because I've, I've done it a million times. Yes. Um, you know, we can, but, but there is. I try to use Dom submissive and DS. And I've, I've had plenty of conversations uh, with people. I'm sure that, that there's, those individuals are tired of hearing me explain why you will never on this side of God's green and fertile earth call me a slave in the year 20 of 21 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's also like, that's that's your thing that's your thing understand that there's a history and it's a trigger word and and we should probably have a far-reaching conversation about yes what that means and what that what how that could be a barrier to some people in uh npoc communities yes yes Uh, thank you yes (laughs) yeah and it's it's i and then you know when you're talking about i one of the things that i figured out uh, I just recently went with the KC Pioneers, which is a gay leather group, mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, I'm just pledged them. I just joined the organization, so yeah, pledge like uh, like you're Russian. <laughs> yeah, it was cute, um, but I just went with them on a uh, with them on a a gay leather weekend. Oh, nice! And it was such an eye opening experience when all of my experience with kink up until that point had been from a very heteronormative you know, DS dynamic side of, of things. Mm-hmm. And it was um, to just go and be in a space where it was just gay men, you know, and see like, they, they can be nasty. <laughs> they can do some dirty, unspeakable so this, things so this is casey pioneers it's a gay leather group so yes yeah, it's, the, it's okay. a gay leather group it's been around since like 1970 it's been around forever oh um, i've heard they're i mean this with love some of the dirtiest motherfuckers around dirty i mean dirty. i'm a dirty girl my 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 
email list for my not safer work was called the dirty bird. So I say dirty with love. I promise. Yes, they are some dirty <laughs> fuckers. But they like it was the camaraderie uh-huh. in the the and there were people there from St. Louis. There were people there from like Ohio. It was from you know Michigan, Tennessee, like all these people converged in this like random you know resort in the woods and it was just like a dirty kinky time but also like just a brotherhood and camaraderie and just like you know oh I remember you from last year you did this and so like I came in and to give you an idea of the difference of the newbie energy you know when I first went to uh an event in uh in Kansas City, there was, you know, although they we like to say, oh, anybody's invited, we care, blah, 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 blah. You know, I walked in and no one spoke to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I was the only Black face in the room, and I can almost guarantee I was the only queer person there. Mm-hmm. Um, a male there, I won't mm-hmm. say person, queer male there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was nothing. And my personality is I'm going to cut, I'm kicking in the door. Like, how you doing? You're going to know me. What's up? Blah, 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 Are blah. you a Capricorn by chance? I'm a Leo. Okay. That was my second guess. Cause I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> and like, those are the two that are very much like, you are going to know me. You're going to like me. And I'm like, this is happening. This is happening. Like I will find a group of people. You're doing the cool things. I want to go. That was why we had to like, keep looking and finding each other. Like you lost my card. I was like reaching out and, yeah, and then we found each other. We we found, like, we knew, like, this, this is happening. when it was supposed to happen. Yes. Yes. So, um, but then I went to this gay event and it was again, new person. There weren't a lot of people of color. Mm-hmm. There were a couple and we all kind of, we kind of connected. We were like, like that cross the room thing. Like I see you, I see this. The blackness in me sees the blackness in you. I love. Whenever you. you were the only thing in the group, whether you were the only man, you were the only black man. Like I've been in rooms where it's I'm there are three women. Right. Like yes, you definitely get that. Like ugh, ugh, like like tries to go for like, and sadly, Kansas City still does too much of that. Yeah. <sighs> Um, but it was the way the way they embraced me and and was like come and hang out with us and come and do this with us and you know spend time and hang out and like I didn't do any of the dirty things but like it was you know come and hang out at the pool with us and let's talk and like you're sitting there by yourself quiet let's not do that come on over here and it was Mm -hmm. such a welcoming experience and I was like that's it's day and night and there wasn't this idea of like in the ds you know in on the hetero the hetero side it's just like these are the protocols and like my sub can't speak to you unless they've been given permission and this this Uh Uh you know whereas like here's like yeah that's my no i'm not that's my that's my dom over there and you know but i'm here hanging out and like just chilling hey you want to go meet him you should go meet him it's very like the protocols are different huh and I was like this is so like it's so interesting being seeing those two things and because I remember the first time I met um I met Handful and 
you know, someone said something to me and I was like, oh, handful, it's fine. And like, they were like, you didn't call him master handful. And I said, no, because he's not my dom. It's not your master. It's not my master. And I don't know him like that. So, okay. But like, it's learning those protocols and those rules to me was really difficult. Uh, And I think part of it was because I did not come in with this heteronormative, you know, white sensibility that said, oh, this is okay. You know, you do this thing. Well, and it's the white sensibility of, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to follow this rule. Okay, I'll follow that. I'll follow that rule because especially for white women, we're so trained to not rock the boat. Like, oh, that's what a white man is telling you is the protocol. Then you follow the protocol. Right. And, and I was like, I'm not doing all that, you know? And yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's so limiting it's so limiting too for people who are not in the scene because then people get pissy about oh well you didn't do this thing i'll call mistress elliot mistress elliot even though she's not my mistress because professionally speaking she owns a fucking dungeon she yes. deserves to me that title but there's nobody else that i would walk up to at a munch and call them mistress or master i like I that's her fucking elliot business her her honorific because I know her and I respect her Mm -hmm. and she owns a dungeon and she has done things in the community that I have seen to warrant that title. Just because you put the name sir in front of your name does not mean that I am going to call you sir. And that is part of that is my, that is the, my rebelling from this, you know, Jim Crow era, like you call every white man sir and every mm-hmm. and every you know white yeah. woman. I'm, I'm not doing all that. Let's talk you know, about that loadedness, right? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot that's loaded into the community that I think for people of color, it can be a barrier. Um mm-hmm. also not seeing people who look like you. Uh yeah. one of the people I when I met Oki, uh when I met Oki for the first time, I was like it's another black person. There are more than three of us in the community. And like, it was it's like, and he's like super respected and, and, and all of these things. People are like, yeah, wow. Like, what did you have to do to get here? And I, it, it made me, every time I saw someone of color, it made me feel more and more comfortable with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I saw someone who, was uh, was queer, especially queer male. Um, I hate to say this this way, but I feel like it is much easier for queer women to get into the scene than it is for queer men. Mm. I think queer women kind of, there's, because we're looking at this from the, this, you know, fet life and a lot of the scene is from this straight male, straight male gaze. gaze. Mm-hmm. That it's, you know, even even if it's someone who is, you know, queer woman who is fully like dyke presenting, mm-hmm. you know, there's still that she got titties and, you know, that's a woman. And so I'm going, I'm enjoying that. And I can imagine myself in that space. Yeah. Whereas two men, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, and it's, unless that 
there's I've seen a lot of people who are like I'm straight but like I only if I'm going to scene with or play with you know quote unquote men they have to be either T girls or trans or you mm. know pre mm-hmm. uh pre op trans so like they're they're fine with the dick it's just the rest of you is not acceptable and not okay and that's fine but if you are trying to get people who are like me, who are just, you know, run of the mill, just regular gay dude into a community and you don't see people like you don't see options for yourself, then like, why am I going to stick around? Yeah. Visibility matters. And this is exactly what, when people say that visibility matters, this right here is the prime example very few white people know what it's like to walk into a room and be the only one. Yeah. And when they do, they're hella uncomfortable and they think that they're in danger. Well, there could be a whole other conversation there too. I mean, it's at minimum, I, they're hella uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. It's one of those things where I think I posted on my face, on my Facebook, um, either, either hella uncomfortable or they do their best to change the, the room, the room so that it fits them as opposed to changing them to fit the room. And, and, and you see it Bingo. with, you know, we can come off the kink a little bit, but you see it with like gentrification and moving into neighborhoods and you see people who are like, oh, I called the cops on this because they were being loud and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, but you moved into that neighborhood and that neighborhood had been loud for 30 years, <laughs> you know, like, you moved into there. You just got to be able to either deal with the loudness or get loud with them. Like it's, it's just, and so there's this yeah. expectation even in, and, and it could be, you know, that you could say on the other side of the coin that this is me expecting the room to change for me, but you know, to come into kink and expecting there to be a change. Yes. But that's coming from a, a false sense of, <clears throat> That's coming from people who are focusing too much on equality and not enough on equity. Yes, preach. We're not looking for, I'm not even looking for equality when I walk into every single room, but I am looking for equity. I am looking for places who maybe it is more men there than it's me, but that my voice and my presence matters. That's part of equity. That is what the majority of us who are not a white man that's cisgender are looking for. Well, and I think that it's when you when you look at those kind of, these conversations, especially in kink spaces, um, a lot of people will say, "Oh, your opinion is valid, and we're so happy to have you here," and 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 all of that. And it's kind of this performative, you know. I was going to say, "Where's the butt?" <laughs> yeah, this performative thing, and then until it comes time that time to they challenge something. You, you, ch- I challenge something that they believe and then it's like whoa 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 hold on i think one of the biggest ones i remember going through to to and this is shout out to to athens sir athens because i love you to death but we had a conversation about the master slave thing and I was he like, lives he lives here. the lifestyle 24 yes. 7 of uh i interviewed him for my one of my pitch articles but yeah. they do use the term master slave yes yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and i was kind of going like this is why it makes me uncomfortable this was early early on um and it was like and i call him my 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 yoda 
because he's my kink Yoda. He's the person I go to. And I'm like, I have a question. He That's... does kind of look like Yoda. <laughs> put some, put some little elf like, ears on him. And he would kind of look That's amazing. Like... Sorry, Mark. But, um, <laughs> I call, you know, I'll, we were talking about the master slave thing. And, you know, he, I said, listen, it makes me uncomfortable because it's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I hear you people casually use the term slave, like, that's my slave. Like, I'm like, wow. And at that point, I didn't necessarily know a lot about, you know, DS dynamics, dynamics and how all of that stuff. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's my slave. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. You know, but, yeah. And he was like, well, did you know there were Irish slaves? And I was like, I don't get Oh, no, no. There have been slaves throughout the world at some point or another. But I, I think it's about understanding the origin of master and slave. Yes. Okay. And it is rooted in white supremacy. Yes. And, and chattel slavery, and I was like, chattel slavery and indigenous servitude are not the same things. And like, we had this whole deep conversation about it. And it was, you know, afterwards he was like, I understood what you were saying, you know, and I got where you were coming from on it. He's like, but I want to push you and challenge you to, you know, make your argument stronger. And I was like, I get it, but that's not a place for you to do that. Cause I had a point, you know, like mm, in front of everybody, it just, it seemed like that very, now you're going to push back on me on stuff because it just felt weird at the time. And we talked about it and it's cool, but it was one of those things that was like, at that moment, I, it, it was like, okay, you're, I'm giving you my experience as a, as a person of color, as a black identified person of color and why this is uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. And you're hitting me with, you know, there were Irish slaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were Japanese slaves. Okay. You know, that doesn't mean all of it was bad <laughs> and we probably shouldn't use any of it, but you know, yeah, so shouldn't that then be that... the point? Then, oh, yes, you recognize that slavery is bad. So then why are you using the term? Right. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it's not to me, I, I don't see it as being like the queer community. Very much. It's a word that was used as a slur and it's being reclaimed. I mean, is it is it trying to make that argument that they're trying to take the power out of it? But uh, you, no, I, I see it. I'm with you, you as a JB. white man can't take the power out of the term slave. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> you, right? You I'm here with you. you have, I think that it is up to us to think about just because something has been the way that it has been, that this has been the norm or this has been the vernacular that we have used, doesn't mean that we can't take time to look at it through a new lens and understand the origins and the impacts that using those words have. Right. And if you are saying, if you're saying, I want to bring people who don't look like me into this community, you have to be very cognizant of the words that you say and the things that you do. And, you know, again, I don't mean to bring out, shout out to to Sir Athens. He's done the work, you know, he's done, he's brought the queer community and the ballroom community together, or not the leather community and the ballroom community together and has created some things. And that is- Didn't they have a leather ball? They did. I wanted to go to that so bad. Like- 
they like he's man and that's a primarily that's a primarily black and latino space mm-hmm. queer space and him as a straight white man bringing those people together so it's he's doing the work and i that those are things that i like to highlight um that i highlight on my shows and the things that i do but it doesn't necessarily negate the fact that if you want you have to be willing to make changes in your community if you want other people who don't look like you to be a part of that community. And, you know, when you are, you know, when you talk in the, like, I, when you talk in those terms, it's like, well, how do we get people? And I think one of the biggest conversations that I had with uh, Mistress Elliot was, we'd love to see more people of color, but we don't want to be like, hey, you person of color, come and join our group, you know, because then we're, you know, now that it's tokenism. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really difficult conversation or, you know, it's a delicate balance because you want people to feel welcome in there, welcome there. The only way to get people to really feel welcome is to have people who look like them in those spaces and actually go out and do the work to bring those people in. But at the same time, it can be, it, it can look performative if that's what you're doing. You know, and, and so I think though all of us, you know, in the kink community have to ask the questions of why do we want people of color in these spaces? Why do we want mm-hmm. queer people in these spaces? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 20 years ago, straight leather had straight le- kink had its own space and queer kink had their own space. Mm-hmm. And never the twain shall meet. And you know, now we're like, well, let's all be inclusive. But how? But how? You know, and then the other question out of that coin is, what do we lose? And I know we're getting we're getting close on time, but I, I so many things. Yeah. Um, what do we lose when we do that? You know, mm-hmm. I look this in the, the larger kind of queer community, uh, especially when you talk about pride and and you know the marriage equality, and this might be a a bit of a controversial take on it, but I feel like the the gay community and the queer community lost some of its magic in the fight for marriage equality because it was, oh, we're just like you. We're just like you. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what did we push forward? This idea of, you know, a, a, a couple with kids in the families and this and this and that, uh-huh. you know, and not thinking of, you know, the black LGBT, you know, black and trans people um, who really are the face of, you know, pride and where, you know, how we got here, you know, where the fight came yeah. from. So many people forget that pride started as a riot and it yep. was started by black, trans and brown Black and brown trans Black sex and brown, workers. Trans, trans people and, and lesbians and mm-hmm. women. And that's where it... That's and most where of them were sex workers from. too. Yeah, and sex workers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then, you know, the idea that like a lot of times there was, you know, when you look kind of back at the history and you look at like the houses and and like, you know, Paris was burning and big pose was this big thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, listen, that's all great and wonderful, but those were families that were born out of survival. 
you know, yeah. their people, their families were being were they, these people were being kicked out of their families and kicked out of their homes, had nowhere to go, and they did what they had to do to survive. And in the fight for, let's all get married and have the same things, we left those people behind, mm-hmm. and you know, now it's like, oh, we, we want to celebrate those people. Well, great, but what are you doing on the back end to? catch those people up to you know the the neil patrick harris's of the world who are like living in their you know living their best gay lives and that's no shade to neil patrick harris but like but that's not everyone's queer experience that's not everyone's queer experience and you know we whitewashed for lack of a better term the queer community to get visibility and acceptance and i feel like at this point, there's kind of this similar track happening in the kink community where it's, you know, you look at Fifty Shades of Grey, which is, you know, you know, and then all of these like Netflix yeah. shows that are like whitewashing the kink community when really yeah. it comes from like, let's be real, like leather came from gay men. Like mm-hmm. that's where that aesthetic came from. Like the kink community came from a very queer space. Yes. And you know, now it's like, oh, it's, let's just get a St. Andrew's cross and beat people over the head because, or I don't know, I'm just saying right now. <laughs> I, think that, I think that a lot of movements get, you know, whitewashed. Look at, you know, feminism and what happened with that. Like the only feminists that came out of the 60s and 70s that most white women know about are Gloria Steinem and maybe Betty Dodson. Well, right? I mean, they and, don't and, know about Angela Davis. <laughs> they don't know about uh, any of the, you know, they could probably not ever name the first name of a, a Black Panther. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's like, we can even, we can even go into how we wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have now that are without the Black Panther movement, but that's a different podcast. Oh no, like my boyfriend is such a huge, like he actually wants to start a Black Panther movement again, I swear to God. Like, I'm <laughs> Even though he's like, okay, I know I'm not white, he's Lebanese, but uh, he just, yes, we are aware of all the things. Yeah, and... you wouldn't have school lunch. Mm-hmm, right. Yes. Yes. So like, few people know that. Lunch without you, your babies couldn't eat without the Black Panthers. Like that, those are things that, you know, are literally erased from history because, and, and again, it's the reason why I have. KCAPC is because when we get down to it, like I have, when you get, I want there to be a record of the things that happened in the city, you know, things Mm -hmm. that happened in the community so that if it ever, from the people who did it, you know, so that way, if we ever get to a place where they're like, oh no, this, 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 we, all of this stuff is gone. It's like, no, we have a record of the people who are telling the stories from their point of view. I love that. I fucking love that. I'm a historian at heart. Maybe that's why, partly why I'm doing the the show as well is just capturing, capturing people's stories. And I think there's something beautiful. Having something to look back at one day. It's, it's, I mean, it's uh, my original show. Casey caffeine existed strictly uh, came out of the Michael Brown, uh, Shoot, Michael Brown shooting mm-hmm. and my feelings and thoughts th- towards that mm-hmm. and 
we documented essentially that whole era and the whole time of like the time era of Trump in that time period. Like it was. That is, oh man, talk about a time capsule of just like a, just a fucking, not to say things aren't still strange right now, but damn, yeah, just a strange era. We are still living in bizarro world. Yes. But I swear to it's God, a, the, something happened with the Haldron Collider a few years ago. I, I agree with you. I think that that we're in we, an alternative reality. We're in the we're we're our original universe got destroyed. Yeah, and all we're in the upside down. Just went over one, and we're like up is down and left is right, and Shazam is in the movie that exists. I don't understand it. Yeah, they hit a reset button. They went fuck. Uh, yeah, and yep. we're all like. Wait, but that's the only explanation for so much weird shit that's gone on. No, legitimately. <laughs> a friend of mine said we're in the age, we're coming into the age of Aquarius. Yes, we and are. That's why there's so much like upheaval and Cause, yeah, because you know when the last age of Aquarius was was uh, the late sixties into the seventies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, things are about to get real. There's some other things that have lined up as well that just cosmically yeah some shit is going down we are in late stage capitalism people are waking the fuck up to a lot of bullshit and a lot of us aren't having it anymore and hence why i no longer work for corporate america (laughs) i lost my job after trump went into office i was in renewable energy and manufacturing so yeah all those projects i had lined up under uh obama all that funding dried right up yeah, I, so I, I got tired. It. I got tired of just being at, at someone else's behest. Same, same. I, I, I can tell the story a little bit. Uh, I know we've said we're, we're running a little behind, but we're good. Uh, or I can tell so how I got here into kind of where I'm at now. I mm-hmm. was working at a job, and I hate. I, I'd always had a five year plan with just KC Cafe. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this into like the number one podcast in America and blah, 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 blah. Dream big, and, yeah, dream big, yeah. You know, it was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna like, I'm gonna live off of this. And I realized kind of about three years into it that like, in order for me to do that, I had to, to focus on that. And I went through this really weird anxiety, like, downward spiral thing mm-hmm. and so that I put the you know put the podcast on pause and did focused on work like because w- one must pay bills mm-hmm. and so I did that for two years and hated every second of it I was resentful it was like the worst and finally I think earlier this year my boss at the time said something that I did not like and we had already kind of been button heads. And I was like, I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do this. And so I got up and I walked out and I went and looked for, you know, a couple of different jobs and was like, yeah, I'm going to go apply for this. And this didn't, didn't work. And I'm going to apply for this and this didn't work. And I said, you know, I have this whole thing that I have been planning. And I can just do that. Mm-hmm. and see what happens and Hell yeah. you know so I talked with my partner and he was like well we can probably float, float for a little while but eventually you're gonna have to bring some some something in and I was like okay well we'll see what happens and then I gave myself an unrealistic goal he luckily was like 
that's not realistic, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna let you realize that's not realistic. Uh-huh. And so I started, you know, putting shows out and producing things and putting stuff out. And like I have the self campaign, which is my uh, my my best friend here show that we do is about advocating for yourself and and hmm. you know mental health and wellness and then i have sex and shade with mistress elliot i have the legend series with the that's like my show now and you know then i do my twitch stuff because i play video games and i figured why not do that too and everything i do is now you know bringing in some sort of income hopefully at some point and um just really putting the work in i think is is the is where i'm at now and i feel like i've been Yes, other days when I'm like, my bank account is not happy with me right now. But, you know, I get to do things like this, which is have an amazing conversation with, you know, an amazing person and just vibe Hell out. yes. Hell yes. Well, I am so glad that we got the chance to talk today. And I, I know that there's so many other things that we could have gotten way way deeper into and explored like for hours at a time but that just means that you've got to come on my show again anytime you want me to come back and you are more than welcome to come on uh to my show as well and we can do a we can just make things happen i would love that absolutely well jb how can the people find you and some of these groups that you mentioned okay so here is the long list of things. Uh, anywhere where you can stalk your ex, um, I am on there. You can find <laughs> me on uh, Instagram at uh, littlestar8481, um, Twitter, littlestar8481. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, JB Aviance, A V I A N C E. Um, let's see. You can find the YouTube page for KCAPC, which has all of my things on it. Uh, That is KCAPC on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Um, We do have a website. It's KCAPC.com, but I wouldn't suggest going to it right now, but maybe soon. Uh, It's there. It just isn't anywhere near done mm-hmm. uh, it is perpetually under construction let's see and the meat locker they can find on the discord. meat locker is on discord uh mm-hmm. your best bet would be to find uh, me on one of my socials and ask me for the link and i will go ahead and provide you with that link perfect because uh, it's discord <laughs> and um there's also a discord for the kcapc as well where we do talkbacks we put uh, episodes out when I'm streaming. I'll post on there that I'm streaming. And we just talk about really anything and everything uh, while I'm streaming as well. Last night, we discussed what our favorite scary movies was. Um, so I haven't played really, on Discord much. I need to check that out. Oh, you got to get on. Discord is the wave. It's the future. My partner uses Discord to talk to his brother online while they're playing video games. So like, I have a Discord account. I just don't know how to use it. I'm going to go ahead and send you all of my discords. <laughs> Please do. Um, and I will send it to you. Your, uh, if, you if, if he's okay with it, I would send the meat locker to your partner. Yes. I know you mentioned. Yes. So, yes. He would. Yes, he would appreciate that. Uh, let's see. If there's anything else I think I've missed, then it's not as important. 
Oh, there is a, yeah, that's it. Gotcha. That's it. Perfect. Well, again, JB, I'm so appreciative of all the things that you came on and educated me and educated my audience about. Y'all, if there's anything that you want to learn about in the Black queer kink space, JB is, you're going to be your newfound friend to help you those yes. things. If you didn't um, learn about it on here and you have more questions, you can reach out to JB. Reach out to me. I'm for. always I'm always up for new friends and new conversations. And uh, even people telling me all the ways that I'm wrong. Like, I'm always here for it. I am always willing to have some adult conversations about things, but, uh, but yeah, if you, if you find me, any, anyone listening out there, if you find me on fat life at Kiki KC, you can totally friend me and ask me educational questions, but do not fucking send me any dick pics. Do not send me anything asking to be my Dom. It ain't. You can send those to me. There you go. Uh, Little star eight, four, eight, one on fat. Again, send me all the dick pics. It's fine. I don't care. I will rate them and send them back to you. Maybe that's what I need to do as a brat. Just be like, that's a two. <laughs> your, I will your be. Bathroom, I, my brat will come out if you message me on there. Your bathroom mirror is dirty. You get a one. <laughs> if I get any, I'll share them with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I will see you, I'm sure, back here on another episode to keep them coming. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. You too. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok. But visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.